0: A good manager or a good leader can help someone get better at their job, right? You can help someone do their job a little bit better, but a great leader is different. A great leader can help someone get better at their life.
1: This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 183 what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the l3 leadership podcast my name is Doug Smith and I'm the founder of l3 leadership in this episode you're going to get to hear my interview with Chris Hogan Chris is the number one national best-selling author of the book retire inspired he's also host of the retire inspired podcast which I recommend that you check out he's also one of Dave Ramsey's Ramsey personalities and in my opinion he pretty much has the greatest voice on the planet in this episode you're going to get to hear Chris talk about how to set yourself up to retire inspired what he's learned about leadership and business while working for Dave Ramsey for over a decade, some of his favorite books and podcasts, his advice to young leaders, and much, much more. But before we dive into the interview with Chris, just a few announcements. I want to encourage all of you to become members of L3 Leadership. Why? because I believe that every leader needs a community of leaders around them that will encourage them, challenge them, and hold them accountable. And that's exactly what we provide here at L3 Leadership. When you become a member, you'll have the ability to join or launch one of our mastermind groups. You'll have access to our community of over 100 leaders, and you'll have access to the tools and resources you need to take your life and leadership to the next level. To learn more about membership, go to l3leadership.org forward slash membership. I want to thank our sponsor, Alex Tulandon. Alex is a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty. And if you're looking to buy or sell a house in the Pittsburgh market, Alex is your guy. He's a member and a supporter of L3 Leadership, and he would love the opportunity to connect with you. You can learn more about Alex and connect with him at Showcase.com. With that being said, let's dive right into the interview. Enjoy my conversation with Chris Hogan, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. Well, hey, thank you so much, Chris, for being willing to do this interview. And why don't we just start off with you just telling us a little bit about you and what you do.
0: Fantastic. Well, I am uh, a Ramsey personality. That means I travel the country speaking to people all over uh, corporate events, churches, uh, individual groups, uh, talking to them either about money, business, or leadership. And uh, I see myself as a coach. Uh, I'm a former football player. And so for me, I approach those three topics as a way to try to guide people, to help them think bigger and to do better than they ever have before.
1: Yeah, I love that. So people see you now. You're a best-selling author. You've been with Ramsey for over a decade. You're a Ramsey personality. I'm just curious, what, what do you want people to know about your journey that they may not know? What do you often wish people knew?
0: Hmm. I, I can tell you it's a result of a process. Uh, It's not anything that was microwaved. You know, this was definitely a crockpot. And looking at the the places that I've been, what I did prior, as it led me into this direction and what I'm doing now. And so really being able to, you know, take a deep breath and really understand the road that you're on uh, is an important road. Uh, I tell people all the time where you are right now doesn't have to be where you end up unless you stop. And so I want to encourage people out there just to think bigger, start to look and understand that where you are now isn't where you want to be, but you're still growing and learning to allow you to be able to grow and move on to that next opportunity.
1: Yeah. Did you have any times throughout your journey where you wanted to throw in the towel and just stop and you felt the same?
0: (laughs) I had I don't know about stop, but I can tell you this. There were definitely periods in the journey where I was frustrated. Um, I wanted things to happen faster. Right. I wanted to arrive at the destination. And as I look back at it now, I understand I wasn't ready. You know, the worst thing you could ever do is squander an opportunity. Uh, the best thing you can do is maximize it. But if you don't know you have an opportunity in front of you, if you don't know what's sitting in your hands and how to maximize it, too oftentimes we will squander it because we either don't appreciate it, we don't understand how to maximize it, and we're not really aware of what to do next. So I think there's wisdom in waiting, Uh, I guess is the long way of saying that. Not meaning that we're we're being uh, you know uh, not engaged or not desiring and wanting better. I just want people to kind of take a deep breath and look at where they are and acknowledge: are there things I can be learning that will help me later when I reach another situation like this or a better situation?
1: Hmm. That's good. I want to talk to you a little bit about finances. So you're known as the the retirement investment expert. You have a best-selling book called Retire Inspired, and. Just really open-ended, if someone's listening to this and they have no idea where to start when it comes to, to retirement and getting ready for that, what do people need to do to ensure that they can retire inspired?
0: Yeah. Well, I would say this. I think the most important thing is just to start to increase your knowledge and know how money works. Um, you know, a common misconception, and this was me early in my career, I always thought that I'll wait and get more serious when my income gets bigger right? And and that was the lie I told myself, because as my income would grow, so did lifestyle, right? So did the things that I thought I needed. And so there was never really margin in there to do the things I needed to do on a bigger scale. And so I would encourage people to understand this first and foremost, when I say the word retirement, I want you to think of dreams. I I want you to think of the things you desire to do, the things that make you happy inside, uh, whether that's traveling, Starting a business, uh, you know doing mission work, working with charities, uh, being able to spend time with your family, uh, being able to to give anonymously, you know like the secret Santa does uh, years ago, if you think of those things, those are the things i 'm talking about with retirement i, I don 't mean sitting on the front porch and just hanging out and doing nothing, although there's a time and a place for that <laughs> but i'm saying I want you to think of the things that get you excited, the things that get you motivated, and when I say the word retirement, I want you to insert those things in there. I'm talking about you being able to do the things you want to do, not the things you have to do when I say retirement. And so, you know, the subtitle of my book uh, is retirement's not an age, it's a financial number. Because so many people were thinking, well, at age 65 or at age this, the government's going to take care of me. And I'm I'm waving my hands going, no, no, that's not the truth. I I know the truth. I've studied this stuff. It's not going to be enough. And, And so for people to see this and understand it, I think it's a wake up call to America to start to do some of the basic things. So to that 30 year old that you described, I would tell them, know your dreams, know your plan know your numbers, and then know who you need on your team. Those are the four things I would tell them so they can start to get serious and start to get engaged in that process.
1: Can you dive a little bit deeper into knowing your numbers? I know you offer a tool on your website that, that's great, oh. but how how can people even figure out What number
0: do I need when I retire? Yeah, that was the thing I I was running into issue with, with people. Uh, I've been here going on 13 years. Early on, I was working with pro athletes, entertainers, and musicians. uh, And later, I started coaching everybody. But people would ask me, all right, Hogan, how much am I going to need, right? And so I'd spend like 30 to 5 to 45 minutes kind of ballparking some things. And then finally, I got with people much smarter than me. And I said, guys, the web developers, I go, listen, I need a tool, right? (laughs) I need something that can help me get to this number faster than 45 minutes. And so we started brainstorming, and then it took us about nine to 10 months to develop a tool that we have. It's a free tool. It's called the RIQ, the Retire Inspired Quotient. Uh, you could also say that my goal with that tool was to boost people's IQ on retirement. We got to get smarter. And so the tool is at my website, ChrisHogan360.com. It's a free tool. Uh, did I say free? I think I did. It is <laughs> free. Uh, but you go there, you plug in how much you want to live on per month and how many years you plan to retire, and how much you have saved. And then the algorithm will actually compute and show you the big number, how much you need to have put away, and then it'll take it a step further. If you're behind or you're not on track, it'll show you how much you need to be investing now to make sure that you get to that big number.
1: Yeah. And you, you also talked about, no, you need people on your team and you say you coach people. Can you talk about that? You know, someone might be listening and saying, well, I don't need a financial advisor. I don't need a coach. Why, why do people need coaching to help them get to that next level?
0: Well, I don't know about you, but, but, you know, for me, I know my limitations, Doug. Okay. For example, if I go out and I put my key in my car and it doesn't start, all right. I got a couple of options, right? I can look at the battery, right? I said, look, I didn't say do anything, but I can look at it, right? Or I got to call somebody because cars aren't what I do. I help people with money. Well, too often times in dealing with money, people think they know and they're left to their own devices, which means your own knowledge base then becomes the lid, the maximum that you can reach on your own. And so just like me reaching out to a mechanic that knows cars or a dentist that knows teeth um, or a knee surgeon that knows knees, I I want to reach out to professionals that know what they're doing so they can help me get to where it is I want to go. And so I think it's important for us to understand we do need people on our team. Uh, we do need a, a, a real estate professional. We need an investment professional. We need an insurance professional, a tax professional, and maybe even a legal professional at certain times. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. I mean, Doug. You and I know this. Uh, only only a weak person doesn't get help when they know they need it. Strong people ask questions. Strong people engage, and they get the proper help and guidance from people that have the right kinds of hearts.
1: Yeah, you talked about helping people to get where they're going. I think if you ask the average person if they want to be a millionaire one day, everyone would raise their hand, right? And <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are conducting what may be the largest study of, of millionaires ever. And uh, I'm just curious. And again, I I don't know if you guys aren't talking about this much yet, but as you study millionaires, what are you learning? And is it really possible for anyone to become a millionaire?
0: Well, I can tell you this, Doug, we are working currently on the largest, you are correct, study on millionaires. And I am absolutely floored by the research. I am absolutely pumped to be able to let people know more about this when the time comes this fall Uh, because that's when we'll actually start pre-selling the book uh, that'll be coming out and so it it is definitely possible and I'm excited as I'm really headlong into the project right now uh, and and digging into it but I'm very excited to get that wrapped up in the next few months and uh, to unleash it out on the public to help people kind of change their whole perspective Uh, it's gonna help people see the millionaire process and and ability and a whole nother light uh, and a whole other way. So I'm very excited, as you can tell.
1: Yeah, I'm just as excited. I can't wait to see what you guys learned. Um, I want to dive a little bit into leadership. But before we do, if someone's listening to this, and they're saying, "Well, I want to learn more Uh, from Chris on money. How can people connect with you, get your book, listen to you on a consistent basis?
0: Yeah, sure. Well, they can, anything uh, related to me, they can go to chrishogan360.com. That's chrishogan360.com. And they can learn information on there about my book, Retire Inspired. They can learn about the podcast, Retire Inspired, uh, and other things. We've got all kinds of blogs and videos and things on there. I really want to help people reach their goals. You know, I, I feel like that's why I was put on this planet, was to educate and encourage and empower as many people as possible.
1: Um, I want to talk a little bit about leadership. You've been working for Ramsey Solutions for, you said, 13 years. And in my opinion, it's probably one of the greatest companies in the nation, uh, working for one of the greatest leaders. I'm just curious, really open-ended question, but what have you learned about leadership and business working for Ramsey Solutions?
0: Oh, wow. That's a fantastic question. Um, I would agree with you. This is a fantastic organization with an incredible mission. Um, Our goal is to provide hope. Uh, To people in all walks of life. And so having been here and been around uh, the the individuals here uh, that are in leadership, the people that are here that aren't in leadership, but are leaders, I have uh, learned several things. One of them is that the mission has to be bigger than any individual. That means what we're trying to accomplish is bigger than Dave, it's bigger than me, uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And so we need everyone's help on, on the team to get there. The second thing that I've learned, and I knew this, but I really started to see it on another level here, was that people matter. Uh, Meaning that when you have a teammate on your team, you need to get to know them, know what makes them tick, know what's going on in their life so you you can support them and and encourage them as as they are doing things here at work or dealing with things in life. Uh, You know, people have feelings and so people matter. Uh, the other one that I've learned here is that it's important to not just think strategically, but you have to think strategically as well as tactically. And that means really giving thought to the things you're looking to accomplish, but being crystal clear on the steps you're going to take and how you're going to do it. And, and the final thing I would say is this. Uh, we've all heard the term ROI. Uh, and and in the investing world, that's a return on investment. But I, I can tell you this, being here, I've also seen the ROI in different areas. And what I mean by that is there's a return on involvement as a leader. Uh, you being involved in your teammates' lives, being involved uh, in other pe- others' leaders' lives, uh, that pays dividends. There's also a return on inclusion. Uh, helping people to connect to the mission, what it is we're trying to accomplish so everyone understands their role. From the people in the mailroom uh, to the people in marketing to our web developers, everybody's on the same page in what it is we're trying to do, and everybody knows their value. Uh, the final I is intentionality. Uh, there is a return on being intentional, and what I mean by that is intentionally being kind, uh, intentionally being connected and intentionally doing my part each and every day to make sure I'm helping this company get to where we need to go.
1: Yeah, you you may have mentioned this, but I'm curious, how have you been personally transformed? The Chris Hogan today versus the Chris Hogan who walked in the Rims <laughs> Solutions from day one. How have you personally grown as a leader?
0: Oh, wow. I I have grown in so many ways. Um, It it literally is like going from a novice to a professional. And what I mean is, is I think the ability to be able to think strategically and tactically. Um, I was always a goal-oriented individual, but now really understanding how the pieces fit together, um, how a strategy is more than just some scribbles on paper. Uh, It involves people that have feelings, uh, people that have their own goals, I think is a big deal. I think thinking globally, also is, is one of the things that has occurred to me being here, uh, understanding that there are some absolute certain things that impact people all across this world. Uh, we all have that, those basic desires to be included, to be wanted, uh, to be cared for, and also to be able to provide for people that matter to us. And so I, I see things on a bigger scale, uh, but at the same time, I see things in much greater detail as well in the process.
1: Would have you considered yourself a detail person coming in, or did you ever hide behind the "Hey, I'm not a detail person"? If you're not, maybe yeah.
0: No, I think I was always uh, somewhat detail oriented, uh, but much more so here. Um, as you start to see how things impact things day to day, so the, uh, being here at Ramsey Solutions has definitely helped me to think more critically, uh, a- as well as more holistically, as the different departments and and, and pieces of the puzzle all fit together.
1: That's good. Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, you get to spend time with some of the world's greatest leaders, and. Just as you spend time with them, are there any patterns that you continue to see in their characteristics? Are there one or two traits in the, the, mm. the world's best leaders that you see over and over and over again?
0: Well, I can tell you, being here, I have, a, have had an opportunity to work with some incredible leaders, but also outside of here. Uh, people that are friends or associates with us here. And I can tell you, there are four kind of traits that I think really stick out as you really start to look at the cream of the crop of leaders. Uh, the first one is trustworthy. Uh, you know, they, they are, you can count on them to do what they say they're going to do. Uh, the second one is humility. Uh, where they understand that where they may be on a pedestal because of their results or what they've done, at the end of the day, they understand the best kind of leadership is servant leadership, uh, not the top down, not the corporate way where everything points to the top. It's actually inverse of that, where now the people at the top are responsible for providing for the people all the way up the chain. And so it's a it's a whole different view there. So trustworthy, uh, humility, genuine. Uh, they are who they are. They're comfortable in their own skin, as I like to say. Uh, and the final one is caring. Um, I, I've had an opportunity to see some leaders do some incredible uh, philanthropic things um, outside of the normal public eye. Uh, I've had an opportunity to be a part of some of the things uh, that some of these leaders have done for people behind the scenes. And I can tell you, I was blown away. Uh, absolutely blown away to see that level of generosity, that level of caring, uh, and that kind of action being taken above and beyond the call of duty. And so, those four characteristics uh, have definitely stuck out in t- to me and my mind. And it's some things I strive to be as well.
1: Hmm. Uh, being a Ramsey personality, you get to do a lot of public speaking, and you're phenomenal at it. I've seen you speak several times, and this is just For the public speakers out there, people who want to speak as a profession, what have you learned about public speaking or what advice would you give to to people who want to speak for a living?
0: Well, I think to me, public speaking, and thank you for the compliment, by the way, I, I truly appreciate that. I have fun when I speak. Um, it, it's one of those things where I know it's a process, uh, but I'm also aware of the potential. If I do my job, if I deliver the message, I can hopefully help someone think differently and and end up helping them act differently. So if anyone out there wants to speak, I would say this. To me, speaking is storytelling. Um, it is a way to be able to walk people through a process, help them to see visible and mental pictures in ways they've never looked at it before. Um, I, I think public speaking is also an incredible way to be able to connect with people, uh, to be able to see the responses from the stage, the challenge of trying to work a room or an auditorium, uh, people in the back right corner of the auditorium versus the people in the back left corner, being able to connect with them. Uh, the third thing is, I don't ever, as a speaker, want to get in the way of my message. Uh, meaning that I, I don't want to pull away from the things people need to hear and to think about. And the final tip I would give anyone that wants to be a speaker, and this one is very, very important, um, have something to say. <laughs> um, have something to say that's going to help people uh, in all types of situations. And uh, say it, say it with confidence, uh, and then help them to understand it by painting those visual pictures.
1: Yeah. I don't know how often you get an opportunity to speak in front of 20-somethings. I know you guys have a lot working for you at Ramsey Solutions, but if, if you had to speak to a room full of 20-somethings, what what would you talk to them about?
0: Oh, wow. So if I had a chance to speak to a room full of 20-somethings, what would I talk with them about? I, pro- you, you know, you're probably thinking Hogan's going to go money. You know, you're thinking Hogan, he's, he's going to go money, and I'm actually not. Uh, sitting in that room, I would talk with them about the difference between an opportunity versus a chance. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, we have to understand that all the things that we do, the steps that we're taking, uh, they lead to opportunities. And I think when we're aware of that, we what we can do is wake up and be intentional and grab an opportunity when it comes our way. That opportunity could be in the form of relationships. It could be in the form of business dealings. Uh, it could be in the form of some charitable work. But, but looking at that and understanding that, that your life is an opportunity. You don't want to leave It's a chance. It doesn't need to be a coin toss. You need to be intentional. You need to be goal oriented and start to think bigger than you've ever thought before. Um, I was talking to a a friend of mine and I told him, I said, listen to me, opportunities may come knock, but they don't ever lay down and take a nap on your front porch, right? I mean, we've got to be aware enough to know when an opportunity is there and be conscious and courageous enough to grab it and maximize it to the best of our ability.
1: I love it. Uh, I want to dive in with the time that we have left to what I call the lightning round, just a bunch of fun questions, and uh, we'll just answer them quickly. Um, First one would just be, what is one belief or behavior that's changed your life?
0: Oh, wow. Um, I would say that people have more power to lift others up than they're aware of, meaning a kind word or a kind gesture uh, at the right time could change somebody's world.
1: If you could put a phrase or a quote on a billboard for everyone in the world to read. What would it say?
0: <laughs> oh, I'd probably go back to opportunity may knock, but it won't sit down and take a nap.
1: What's <laughs> uh, the best purchase you've made in the last year for a hundred dollars or less?
0: Oh, I, the daddy dates. I, I have three sons. They're 13, 12 and about to be 11. And so taking them to lunches or to get a soda and hang out uh, fantastic investment on my part.
1: I love that answer. What, uh, what books do you find yourself giving away most often?
0: Oh, I'm giving mine away.
1: Come on. <laughs> Come on. <I'm laughs> all right, away. all right, that's fine, that's <laughs>
0: fair. I'm just kidding. Outside actually, of yours. Yeah. Actually, actually, I'm just messing with you. Um, I give away Dave's Total Money Makeover, uh, probably the most. Uh, that book changed the game for me. And uh, the TMMO or Total Money Makeover, a uh, fantastic book, uh, great read for anybody, regardless of your age or your stage, uh, because it lays out the plan but it also tells stories of other people that were in scenarios and they did it. So you can too.
1: I don't know if you listen to a lot of podcasts, but if you do what are maybe one or two of your favorites right now?
0: Well, I'm plugged into the family here. You know, we have all kinds of people here speaking and talking and teaching. So I'm listening uh, to uh, uh, Entree Leadership. Uh, I'm plugged into the Dave Ramsey show i um, had an opportunity to work with Christy Wright here, who works with women and starting businesses. So she's got her Business Boutique podcast. Uh, Ken Coleman has a show where he's helping people in the career space. So I'm plugged into it. So we have a lot of fun here. You know, we are, are a group of, of focused professionals, uh, but we support each other. We know we are a team and we have a job to do.
1: Uh, do you have any favorite questions that you like to ask leaders when you get an opportunity to spend time with them, people that you admire and look up to? Is there oh, one absolutely. or two questions that you yeah. always ask?
0: Yeah. I mean, I always ask them, you know, how are they balancing it all? Um, you know, um, I love to know how they're balancing it. I love to know how they're handling pressure. Um, I, I, I also like to know, hey, what what are some obstacles you're wrestling with? You know, uh, because we're all wrestling with stuff. Right. And and so to be able to ask them those three and just to gain insight and wisdom into some things that they may be doing that I can apply or just being aware of it. And again, those are are three big ones for me.
1: So I'll throw at least one of those back at you. I'm just curious. How do you handle pressure Mm. and, and everything that you have to deal with?
0: I tell you, you know, for me and what I do, pressure is a reality daily. Um, Whether my publicist who's sitting in here right now give me the look, right? You know, uh, they they have me on radio, they have me on TV, I'm doing video, I'm speaking. But for me, uh, the pressure, I think I look at it as an opportunity. Uh, What I mean is doing a media hit uh, at 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning, I may have an opportunity to give some information in a different way that could enlighten somebody on the other end of the dial. Um, same thing with a radio interview or an interview like this. And so to me, I always look at it. It's an opportunity. And so what I have to do is to make sure that I rise to the occasion, that I'm prepared. But I also bring my A game each and every day.
1: Do you have any any unusual habits that enable you to be effective?
0: I'll tell you this, this might sound countercultural and unusual, but I have this feeling, uh, I have all kinds of things pulling at me, right? I've got a million things I have going on each and every day. But one of the things that I try to do is to follow this rule, and that is to be 100% present. And what I mean by that is when I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm at home, I'm at home and I try not to ever have those blend over too much. That allows me to stay focused. Um, I'm a firm believer in being organized, having your calendar up to date, your to-do list and all those things. But literally being present, I think, truly can help change the game. Uh, It it can help you to focus and to know what I'm going to give attention to and what I'm not. For example, I get home, I pull up my driveway, my lane around 630. Uh, My phone goes off at 635, right? Turn it off. And I go inside because inside I've got, you know, my, my family inside. They don't need speaker and coach, right? They need dad and husband. And so I enter the home trying to be a hundred percent present. Now, once I get the boys in bed, I may turn the phone back on and do the things I need to do. But for me, it's this, this, this movement that I take that helps me to set the tone for my evening. And so I'm not tempted to look at it. Right. Uh, I had a client, I was working with, uh, pro athletes. I'd been here about six, month. And uh, he didn't know that I turned my phone off. And so I turned it off at 630. And I turned it back on after the boys went to bed at 830. And he called me like six times, sent me all these text messages. He says, Hogan, it's, it's urgent. I need you. I need you. I need you. So I call him back. I hear what he was talking about. It wasn't an emergency, right? But here's what I said to him. And I'll never forget it. He said, man, I, I was looking for you. It was an emergency. And I said, well, my friend, if it was an emergency, you needed a hospital, not a Hogan. Wow. Right? That's Tone true. center." change the game. He never called like that again. He never, he never was unclear on the difference between something that's an emergency and not. And this was another rule that I learned. And this is good for your leaders out there. You have to be careful of allowing someone else's urgency to become your emergency. And what you have to do is have clarity of that. So you have boundaries. Right. Dr. Henry Cloud's book, Boundaries, was a game changer for me uh, by Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend. And so I would encourage your leaders out there or people listening to definitely grab a copy of that. Uh, he's got a book called Boundaries for Leaders to be able to help people understand how do we start to put some things in place to protect ourselves, but also to help others.
1: Yeah. Last two questions. One, if you could have uh, coffee with 20-year-old Chris Hogan, what would you tell him?
0: Oh, boy. I'm sitting down with a 20-year-old me? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, here's what I would do. I, I would probably tell me to relax, right? I mean, I have, I'm an intentional, intense individual. Uh, but I would say relax and smell the roses. And, and what I would mean by that phrase is just breathe and look at where you are. Take it in. Uh, you're driven. You're goal-oriented. You've got some things you want to accomplish. But don't miss the opportunity to impact somebody's life. Uh, don't miss an opportunity just to spend five to 10 minutes to talk with someone about what's going on with them uh, or to encourage them, uh, slow down, slow down is what I would tell me.
1: Okay. And uh, on the other end of life, after you've retired inspired, I'm just curious, what do you want to be remembered for by your kids, by your family, by your coworkers? What do you want your legacy to be?
0: Well, I can tell you, I thought about this. I I actually thought about this as I was writing uh, Retire Inspired. Um, My legacy, I think, is that I hope one day when I'm long gone uh, that somebody will bump into my boys or maybe one of my grandkids or great grandkids, and they will look at them and say, I either knew your daddy or I heard him speak or I heard about him speaking and that man cared. Uh, He cared about what I'm doing now, and he cared about what I could become. And I'm grateful to have heard him or to have read something he wrote uh, that has really encouraged me in ways that no one else did. That, to me, would be the ultimate legacy. That's
1: beautiful. Is there anything else you want to leave leaders with today as we wrap up?
0: Just stay on the path of growth. You know, this leadership stuff is not easy. Uh, It's difficult uh, because at the root of every problem, you're going to find a person. And so what you have to do is be aware of that, understand that not all problems are going to get fixed in a day. Uh, sometimes some of them don't get fixed. But what you do is the best you can where you can as often as you can. And involve people, care about people, take your time, um, and and just know your, your impact as a leader can go far. I'll say this. I tell people all the time, a good manager or a good leader can help someone get better at their job right? You can help someone do their job a little bit better. But a great leader is different. A great leader can help someone get better at their life. Mm. It's a total difference. It's bigger, right? Because a, a great leader helps you think differently about your relationships, helps you to dream more vividly about the things that you can do. And so I would say, if you've got that little voice in the back of your head telling you that you can't, it's time to mute it right? It's time to mute that voice and play a different track because I know you can. You just have to make the decisions and make the sacrifices each and every day.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time today. I'm fired up and ready to go.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, buddy, it was good to meet you. I appreciate you having us on and I look forward to coming back.
1: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our interview with Chris Hogan. I hope that you enjoyed it. You can find ways to connect with Chris and links to everything that we discussed in the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 183. I want to thank our sponsor, Henny Jewelers. They are owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. My wife, Laura, and I got our engagement and wedding rings through Henny Jewelers, and we just think they're an incredible company. Not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. They give every engaged couple a book to help them prepare for their marriage, which we just think is incredible. So if you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe and leave a rating and review and uh, share this on social media. It really does help us get the the word out about this podcast, so thank you for that. And thanks again for being a listener. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and um, really, I don't take one of you for granted. And if you want to stay up to date with everything we're doing at L3 Leadership, you can simply sign up for our email list at l3leadership.org. As always, I'd like to end with a quote, and I'll quote John Maxwell, my hero today. He said this, he said, the best investment in tomorrow is to develop your influence today. I love that. The best investment in tomorrow is to develop your influence today. Thank you for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. My wife, Laura, and I appreciate you so much. And we'll talk to you next episode.